texted you. Oh, never mind. I already read that. Oh. That text it was from a while ago. I accidentally mm. just like clicked on it first again oh. for some reason. Yeah, thrilling. It tell it thrilling. again. Well, my brother was asking no, me. No, don't what actually need you to tell it again. No, mm, keep it inside. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe. I just like I don't know. I'm in a weird place. I must say before Are we get started. Depressed? No, I'm just Joy. like tired and like over it. I'm like kind of sick of quarantining. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. How special for <laughs> it's you. It's a very unique feeling. I feel like I've been floating along for a while, like doing pretty well. And like mm-hmm. today I was just like, you know what? I don't like it. Cool. Thank you. Anyway, welcome to the Zoo <laughs> Game Ads podcast. You should be concerned about me and how I feel. I'm not, I'm not holding your hand through this anymore. Oh, oh yeah, you've been holding my hand, bitch. <laughs> I've been a good friend. You've been fine. I've entertained you. Yeah. I mean, I've entertained everyone. Oh my God. <laughs> everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. It has been another week. Yes. It's been the week before Thanksgiving. Yes. We're prepping for our uh, non-super exciting holiday plans. Right. But it's fine. Yes. We're still having a good time. We're living our lives. Exactly. What did you do this week? Um, what did I do this week? I don't think I did anything too crazy. I mean, just mentally prepared for the Thanksgiving week. Uh, I also am possibly doing a uh, photo shoot soon for the album cover. <gasps> Oh my God! With whom? I know. With whom? I can't say. It's you know. I want it to be a surprise when we announce. Is the, it like a famous photographer? No, he's not famous, but he's like a cool guy I found on Instagram. We like him. So. Oh shit! Yeah, I love cool guys on Instagram. Hey, I know. So I'm excited. I is think he gay? Does he know the aesthetic? He is both gay and black, so uh, he gets the aesthetic. All right, we got the aesthetic. <laughs> he gets the aesthetic. Yes. Yeah, so is he the photographer who uh, photographed Beyonce on the cover of? Uh, no, but okay. that guy went to my high school. Oh, that's right. He Isn't did. that crazy? Yes, we love that. him. I forgot his name, but we love okay, him. Well, this guy who's going to shoot your cover is the new that guy. Exactly. He's going to follow in his footsteps. Exactly. Because you are going to follow in Beyonce's footsteps. I mean, aren't we all? This Isn't album. that always what we're trying to do is just follow in Beyonce's footsteps? If this new album yes. that you are making right now yes. had to be compared to a Beyonce album. Oh, my God. I don't know that it's similar to any Beyonce album. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's an EP, so it's, you know, short-ish. So be that. And be they fucking rules, and and, and it's all rules. bops. So that's hey, what we're doing. That's all. That's what I always do, darling. Okay, <laughs> so it's not going to be a two disc I am soft fifty years <laughs> moment. No, I don't want to give people like t- an hour and thirty minutes and the cover of me doing Ave Maria for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I will. St- I will never understand that cover for as long as I live. But you know what? She had to do what she had to do, and you know we love that for her. Yeah. Uh, Matt Steele, mm-hmm. how was your week? It was nice. Yeah. I, you know, how I told you uh, like a couple weeks ago, my friend Nicola was in town. Yeah. From Georgia. Well, my friend Nicola is still in town because she was staying for the entire month. Mm. But my friend Jen from also from college. Oh my gosh. Is also in town. She is actually in the process of moving to Vancouver. She's lucky. Everyone's moving, but like pa- yeah. just passing through. Because isn't Nicola moving Nicola to- is moving to Seattle. Mm. Uh, and Jen is moving to Vancouver. And it's actually funny. Well, Jen just got married. Um, oh, actually. congratulations. She was to the one whose wedding a couple weeks ago I saw I watched her wedding on Oh yes, and you loved the Zoom wedding. Yeah. 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 Um and, and they're having like an actual ceremony actually in March 2022 so it's like I was gonna say I was like 2021 that's Oh yeah, no, March, optimistic. March 2022. <laughs> yes, and realistic. So, um, I like that. So she and her husband uh, got a new job in Vancouver, mm. so they are taking a long road trip through the United States before they eventually settle in a country where COVID is not as big of a problem. Okay. Um, I mean, still a problem, but right. like not. They're handling it better. I mean, we're uh, the worst. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and it's kind of funny because um, in 2011, it was very much like. A, a very core group of like me, our friend Lauren, yeah. Jen, Nicola, and Megan. Uh-huh. So Megan in 2011 went on tour with a show for two years. Wow. Me and and then Nicola was just like, surprise, I'm moving back to Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. And then me and Lauren were like, we are moving to LA. All, in 2000, all this happened in 2011. And Jen was always like, remember when the year my <laughs> friends all just That's left tough. me? Poor Jen. And, but now... Like Megan is in in L.A. now. Lauren uh-huh. is still in L.A. Uh, Nicola's moving to Seattle and Jen is moving to Vancouver. So now we're all on the West Coast. We love that. Anyway, yeah. So this weekend, Jen and her husband uh, are we're in town. So I got to meet the husband. Yes. And, uh, Do you we, like him? Oh, he's such a sweetheart. He's wonderful. It's great. And uh, we Nicola's birthday is like December 7th. Mm. But like she's not going to be here. So right. we like threw her like a five person <laughs> like <laughs> backdoor like a birthday party where we all sat far away from each oh, other. Oh, that's cute. Um, 
Um, so that was cute. And then today we went to uh, the Huntington, mm-hmm. which is like a gardeny place with like lots of ambiance hey. in Pasadena. That's great. So I walked around there, got to see the flowers, and. I went to work. Great. <laughs> I know you love a Sunday work. Yeah, which yes. I now work no longer has outdoor I was going to say, and it happened while you were at work, didn't it? That was not announced? No, was it? it was announced before, like oh, right was before it? I went oh, to Oh, I didn't work. hear about it until you were yeah. gone. LA has stopped its outdoor dining, but I still, I, because... When work, like pre-COVID, I worked yeah. behind the bar, so therefore my position now is essentially just helping out with takeout. Hey, um, you're going to need that. They're going to need that help. From yeah. Home, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I feel bad for like the servers, though, because like they just lost like all their shifts. Mm. But I kind of lost some of my shifts, too, because now they're going to have to schedule like servers into some takeout mm. shifts. And so we're all... We're all fucked, but well, it's fine. <laughs> we're keeping it positive today on Two Game Mats, but yeah. you know what? Uh, I'm sure it'll all be okay. And apparently by December 11th, hopefully we'll be getting to roll out vaccines. I know. Not for us because we're young and healthy. Yes, but, we're young and healthy and, you know, beautiful. For some people. But for, for the, people. the people on the front lines, the, you know, hospital workers, doctors and nurses and for the elderly. Oh my God, give it to them. Can you believe the oh. idea that like... It's really starting up. Like, if it really starts on December 11th, they'll be like, fuck, it's yeah. really starting. And then it, they said, if it starts December 11th, we could be back to normal by May. Yeah. I don't know when, when in May. I don't know, like, what back to normal means, though. I know. Like, does that mean we will start to get back to normal, or does that mean, like, gradually, like, through time, we will start to get back to normal starting, like, I don't know, a little bit before May, and then I don't know. I don't know what it means. I feel like it means, like, if that 70% of people will have the vaccine and so mm-hmm. it's like kind of herd immunity level and so we don't have to be wearing masks. I don't know if like yeah. Broadway will be open but... <laughs> well, Broadway already announced June. Okay, great. So that's after May. Yes. Um, um, but I think that a lot more things will be more regular again and that's all I want. I don't need live concerts. I don't need live events. Of course, we want all those people who worked in those events to have jobs and, you know, income and all of this but mm-hmm. just me personally, I just, I'd like to be able to go to friends' houses and sit yeah, inside and love like to to with, and like be inside with a group of friends that is not just one or two other people. Mm-hmm. It's just these are these are my big dreams, my life goals for twenty twenty two. My big dream, excuse me. My big dream is the Oscars are scheduled for April twenty fifth. Uh-huh. I am hoping for a live ceremony, even if it is like significantly smaller size right. audience, which. I imagine they could do some sort of something like take out a bunch of seats, Hey, (laughs) you know, so I'm, I'm hoping for some sort of live ceremony where the winners can actually be there to accept an award. I think, yeah, I think my barometer for like things going well is like my birthday is April 29th. Mm. If I can have a birthday party that's not over Zoom, Mm -hmm. I will be happy. That would be nice. You know, I wish that for you. I want and that for your, me too. Uh, 39th year. Oh, not the right year, <laughs> but thank well, you. Well, I wish it for your 39th yeah, year. Yeah, it's true, but we're not there yet, darling. Okay. So don't age me because, you know, this skin could not be 30. Oh, well, it probably will look like this when I'm 39 too because, <laughs> you know, it's all going to go okay. Um, But let's jump into News for Idiots. Um, And uh, I think on the 17th, which I don't know what day was that, like Thursday? Friday. Who's this? Dates I know, honestly. Why are we talking about dates or time? People's Sexiest Man Alive was mm-hmm. announced. Michael B. Jordan takes the crown. How do you feel about this choice? I'd have sex with him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so. I think he's a gorgeous man. I say sure. I feel like. Put I, him on the cover. I always think of, and I mean, I who knows? This could have been last year. could have been two years ago, because again, time is but a circle. But when you think about how they named Blake Shelton. I thought sex. that was mean. I mean. How people ripped into that. He's a decent looking guy. Decent looking guy and sexiest man alive are two different things. I imagine he's very nice. Nice is not, it's not nicest man alive. Look, you know how turned on I am by nice guys. So... He's if, if like kind think, of nice. I feel like he's he's hung out with Paul um, Paul Ryan. I was like, not Paul Rudd. We like him. Paul Ryan. So uh, What was he doing with Paul Ryan? I don't know, but he brought Quinn Stefani to it. Why was he bringing such a queen around Paul Ryan? Well, because they're together, he and Gwen and... You know, Blake is open to that. Michael B. Jordan has never been seen with Paul Ryan. (laughs) So he's automatically sexier and generally just also is sexier. Like, I'm just I feel like these are people that should have been on the cover for a long time. And I'm happy that it's him. He seems like a nice man. He's beautiful. 
I want good things for him. Yeah. So congratulations to And him. I want good things for me, which includes having sex with Michael B. Jordan. I don't think this means that he's going to have sex with you. Like, that's not what the I do title know, means. I do know someone who used to date Michael B. Jordan. Really? Yes. How do you know them? Uh, I know he, her. No, I was going to say him. Oh, my God. Breaking I know, news. I know him. <laughs> no, no, no. It was. It's very much a girl. I know because I, I don't think it's like supposed to be known that she dated. Okay. Him, well, just tell me where she's from. I'm not going like, to get her zip from card. My, my friend, Arthur. Okay. I know her. Oh, oh, yes. And I and Arthur knows some people. Yeah, that like people listening to this could know. Could know. All right. Yes. Interesting. Yes. What did she say about him? Positive um, things. Uh, that he was nice. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. Well, if that's what you're looking for, Matt Steele, then you should be very happy. With yeah. This. She. I. I did not go in. I don't know her well. I've hung mm. out with her twice. Yes. Um. So she has not gone into depth about her relationship with Michael B. She would just yes. like reference and be like, "Oh, that was back when I was dating Michael B." Like she, you could tell she, she like <laughs> she like forgot that she wasn't supposed to like say it to me because she's uh, not like close to right. me. Right. Um, um. Does she refer to him as Michael B? She calls him Michael B. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. That's very much like you know kindergartners if they're two Michaels in the class. Oh, yeah. There's a Michael B and Michael R. They're like, what's your middle initial? <laughs> I love that. Well, congratulations to her for having dated the sexiest man alive yeah, for 2020. Good for her. Good, good for, her. for her. And more amazing news. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey's magical Christmas special is premiering on Apple TV Plus uh, on December 4th. And it was announced that there are going to be lots of special guests, including Tiffany Haddish and Billy Eichner included in the special. Uh, and also uh, Misty Copeland, who I also love that half these people are just like people Mariah is actually friends with or like has done something for before in the past and like mm-hmm. is very friendly with. It's like she'd never do something with someone that she didn't like. And I just love that about her. Yeah. Uh, but of course, the biggest news for mm-hmm. her. Us pop fans is the Mariah Carey Oh Santa reimagination featuring the dream girl Jennifer Hudson mm-hmm. and unbelievably Ariana Grande will be also premiering on December 4th. We've said it for years. I get them on a thing together. I can't believe so it's happening. This begs us to ask the question. Yeah. Is the marketing strategy to get Oh Santa to number one? If it is this year, I think it could happen. <laughs> Let's guys, come on. We know what we have to do this yes. year. We love all I want for Christmas is you. But if we can get Mariah Carey to tie the Beatles, hey. But again, ones, we don't have to pick one. Oh, all I want for Christmas is you is going to be number one the week of Christmas because you okay. know that can be that. But December fourth. And all those Arianators, if y'all got positions to be number one the first week it came out. That's true. Can't you guys stream Osanta? And Osanta's better than positions. I didn't so. say that, but we were all <laughs> thinking it. And yes, it is. It's a great song. It's what amazing. a joyful song. It's an excellent And it also, I feel like both Ariana and Jennifer Hudson are just going to sound so good on it. Like, I feel like it's really going to work for them. Oh, yeah. Um, Get a fun, colorful video I in there. I can't wait to see what the video looks like. I can't believe they did all of this. It's like they're in the special, they re-recorded the song, and they shot another music video for it. Yeah, we're I getting mean, it to number one. It's happening. Now, if all I want for Christmas is you goes to number one again. Yeah. That doesn't count as like. No. no. Okay. <laughs> it's still the same song, but yeah. I would just would like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want it to be number one every year. I want Mariah to always have a number one every year because of all of Christmas is you. And I'm, now Osanta. But yeah, I'm excited to see this special. I love the picture. That's oh, the picture's the amazing. In the, dr- the leg of the dress is amazing. so perfectly aligned. I'm like, telling you. It, was, it, it looks like it's like super glued to her leg. She was like, <laughs> it needs to have the exact line of my leg. It's beautiful. Oh, so Speaking of people we know, I know someone who uh, worked on this poster artwork. <gasps> Is it the person who's taking your picture for your no, album no, no, cover? No, okay. no, no, it's not. Um, but they were saying that uh, they were like, okay, well, we've um, mocked up something. This is the idea for you. And it was like a little bit less. Uh, and the thing is, honestly, from Raya, it's not that sexy. But they're like, well, since this is a family thing, we like kind of dressed her, you know, conservatively. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, darling. <laughs> And they're like, wait, do you want to be sexy on the cover of this holiday Christmas family special? And she's like, yes. Yeah, I want to be sexy on everything. Everything I'm doing. I'm Mariah Carey. And, but you know what? Apparently she loved the mock-up and uh, she's very happy with the latest photo. And they said they were all scared of working with her because, you know, rumors. But they said she was lovely to work with just a bit late. <laughs> you know? Which, you know, I think is fine. Sometimes people are late, even Maya occasionally. Maya Angelou? Maya, late. I'm never late. Oh, I love that song. I mean, I mean she's talking about 
Yeah. Period. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't think the like the pictures. She looks sexy in the picture, yeah, but, but it's not a it's, it's not a vulgar. No, picture. and like, it's like it's it's sexy, but like you're not seeing any cleavage here. Like no. it's for Mariah in 2020. It's covered up. Yeah. <laughs> there are no slits. I think it looks lovely, and I She's just classy. Put put uh, put uh, the princesses in it. Yeah. Put the queen in it. <laughs> I am just so excited. I love her sitting on that wreath. I just, I'm just so excited about Hanging this. Hanging up a decoration. I mean, I just, I just like, I love the idea of the, like, Mariah's like, okay, I've written like seven original Christmas songs. Every year I'm going to just re-release it with a new duet partner and like push it for a single. Cause like, I'm the Christmas girl now. So like, bitch, it's my holiday. And it's you know, like, you know what? You know what needs to go to number one next. Well, A, miss you most at Christmas time. But B, Christmas time is in the air again, which mm. I, Cannot stop singing the praises of Get Michael Buble on a duet version of that oh, song. Yeah. Classic. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Who would you now, like, she's got to have like guests and everything. Yes. Who would you want on Miss You Most at Christmas Time? I don't know if anyone can sing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of who out now can sing Miss You Most. Like, so what you're saying is fucking nobody. I'm fucking nobody. <laughs> I mean, she could have just had Ariana Ono Santa and then had J HUD on Miss You Most, but you I know, feel the like ship has sailed there. I feel like um, I feel like I would switch that. I feel like J Hud is more of an O Santa and Ariana's more. I think of a so. O Santa's so mumbly. Ariana's gonna be right in the pocket. <laughs> but like O Santa's like loud and brisk. <laughs> like like O Santa's like boom and it hits you and all and you just want to belt it out and everything. Mm. Whereas like Miss You Most at Christmas time is like you know a little delicate. It's a li- it's delicate like sonically but not delicate vocally. I feel like by the end, Mariah's really powerhousing through it more than she is in Osanta. And not to say that Ariana Grande can't powerhouse, but Jennifer Hudson and powerhouse is her middle name. Okay, so yes. that is, that's my feeling. But again, that ship has sailed. We'll have to think of someone else. Um, maybe maybe well, Beyonce's around. What we're going to have to do is we are going to have to do two versions of each mm. um, with like J-Hud on Osanta and J-Hud <laughs> on Mishimos and yes. Ariana on Osanta. And then uh, each year release a new one. And, I, hey. and then we'll rank and see what works best. I hope she sings uh, Miss You Most on the Christmas special. That'd be amazing. Come on. Has she ever like sung that live? Not in full. Like she sung when I went and saw her in Vegas uh, for the Christmas show. She sang like a clip of it and I screamed. (laughs) 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 She literally sang like a a line and a half of it and it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever heard. But I don't think she's ever sung it in full. So, Um, Well, the next thing we're going to talk about is a little viral video that I feel like has... Is that, uh, something Matt Steele can relate to? I hope not relate to, but <laughs> <laughs> something that I feel like could be a little close to home. Apparently, an actor of the name Lucas Gage uh, posted a tweet with a video, and the tweet says, PSA, if you're a shit-talking director, make sure to mute your shit on Zoom meetings. And I'm sure you've seen this by now if you're listening to this, but basically the director um is thinks that he's on mute when he's like talking about this actor as he's about to audition over Zoom and he's like oh these poor people live in these tiny apartments blah 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 and you can see the actor Lucas being like oh He's like, oh yeah, I, you're you're not muted. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, and he's like, yeah, but I agree, my apartment's really yeah, he's small. Like, yeah. so give me the job. Exactly. And he's like, I live in a shitty one. apartment, but like, give me the job. I want to get a better one. Okay, let me get started. And the director's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like, no, it's fine. Just give me the job. <laughs> yeah. I love how he he pointed that out. That's all he wanted twice. And I felt like he really handled it well. I didn't think that what the director. I mean. The fa- the phrasing of it's not good. The word poor was used, <laughs> even though that's not the. It wasn't saying like, oh, how poor is this yeah, guy? He's saying like all these poor actors. Like right. they, they they work so like they have to do all like jump through all these. He was about to go into the background and like why it was so sad. I felt like I felt like because he's got that TV up there and his and he was like, <laughs> well, because it, it basically insinuates like. See, the, I don't think what the director said was that mean, because <laughs> like it's it's very true. Like it's like actors. I feel like casting directors think, oh, actors like self tapes because they can mm. do it however many takes they want and everything. But like self tapes, fucking suck. <laughs> like self tape because you live in a tiny apartment, right? Or like not even if your apartment's like like our apartment's like a decent size, and yeah. But like self taping is so hard, right? Because you have to have nothing in your background, and then they always ask for a full body mm. slate, and it's like you have to back the camera up so far, and you just don't have the room to have that feasibly be possible, right? So it's very frustrating. So what the director was essentially saying was like, oh, these poor actors, like you know they. 
they live in these tiny apartments. Like it's, they can't, well, I interpreted it as like, they can't get like an appropriate background. Like it works like, like you see his TV in the back. Like it's, it's so hard for them. I, 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 I think that's how I interpret you're taking it, it very kindly yes. to me. It did seem very much like, Oh, I could never live in that shithole. <laughs> like I felt oh. like the undertone was a little like, Oh, could you imagine living there? Like oh, I didn't interpret that it that way. Yeah. No, I don't think it was like, Oh God, it certainly wasn't sympathetic. Like him saying, Oh, these poor people was not like, Oh, I feel bad for them. That was definitely not the tone he was taking in that. Oh, I, that's how I, Oh, well, sweetie, you should listen to it again. It wouldn't be circulating the internet. If that's what it wasn't like, Oh my God. It's easy. It's easy to like spin the tone that way to me. No, I'm like you're really giving this director. I don't know why you're giving this person I, I, well, the benefit I, of the doubt here when he I, was like kind of being a dick. Like he just was saying, oh, and also like, yeah, don't don't comment on anything about my living situation when I'm in an audition. Oh, absolutely. Like, that, yeah. like don't say anything. You shouldn't don't be say anything. commenting on that. Yeah, I, I agree about that. But no, I think he was saying like, like you see the TV like, oh, you don't see a plain backdrop as like you're supposed to see in an audition. Guys, email us and see how you <laughs> feel about this. I think Matt Steele is like very glassy eyed about this. But, you know, um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm like very uh, like 50 50 on whether or not I think this video is real or staged, mm. which is really good for me. Because because I think you think everything, everything staged. is staged. You so, the, so the fact that I'm very 50-50 about this is like saying like, oh, this could be real. It means it's probably real. <laughs> like you think everything is fake. I don't know. Why was he recording his audition? Wouldn't you want to look back on your audition if you were like, oh, I have to audition over Zoom. Let me just record. It's like, oh, do you mind if Maybe. I record it just to see how I did? And like, Maybe. Blah, blah. But I've. I've never, I mean, I guess that is a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'm like 70, okay. uh, 30 now. Um, <laughs> just because I automatically think everything on the internet is, is fake. It's fake. Um, but also, like, his apartment looked really nice. That's yeah. the thing. I was like, his apartment looks great. Like, it probably is small. Like, maybe he just lives in, like, a one-bedroom, like, right. or, like, one-room thing. But, like, the molding is real nice. The ceiling was really yeah, nice. Yeah, I had no like, issue with the apartment. I love that. And he's got, and he's got a flat-screen TV hanging up there. That's I nice. I mean, hey, that's the thing. Our flat-screen's not hanging on the wall. It's just on a, you know, I mean, it's on a very cute. Yeah, it looks uh, very it cute and good. it's pretty big. I mean, it's great. I kind of want a new one because they're not that oh, expensive wow. and I want a 4K. Okay. Well, <laughs> do whatever do. you want. I will gladly watch it. Oh my God. And um, also upset, more upsetting news. Jesse Nelson is taking an extended hiatus from Little Mix. And uh, apparently she announced this week that she is taking an extended hiatus from Little Mix due to quote unquote private medical reasons and her representatives have asked for her privacy to be respected at this time. Apparently she has had mental health struggles in the past so I don't think this is just like I'm leaving the group and covering it up like it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like a uh, ginger spice moment to me. Um, But it's just sad and worrying and I hope she's doing well and like I don't know I just I hope I mean clearly Little Mix I feel like has been doing so much promotion for this album. I feel like they're performing Sweet Melody in every single like digital performance they can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the UK, they had like a weird like search for a next pop group or artist, like their own little X Factor because, you know, they came from X Factor and but they feel like they can put groups together or like mm-hmm. find stars or whatever. So they were doing all of this like weekly television show while they're promoting this album and doing all these performances. So there was so much on her plate and so much on all of their plates. But I just, you know, just want good Thanks for her. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if, if she's taking this time off, like in the midst of like a very acclaimed album, then like it might be that like she needs it. Yeah. It sounds like something's up. So I hope everything is okay. And I hope she gets the the break that she deserves and has a great time just chilling and relaxing and being proud of the amazing album that she just put out. I really enjoy it. We still have to go back and listen to LM5. I feel like we got a bunch of comments on that video being like, listen to LM5, best pop album of all time. I feel like all of our little mixed comments are like, this album's the best. No, this album's the best, which is a good thing because if there's a lot of disagreement on what the best album is, I it means that all of them must be good in right. some sort of way, at least. I feel like LM5 is the one I'm hearing the most. So okay. that's the one I'm going to try to dive into and see how I feel about. But we shall see. Um, also, that uh, what occurred this week, apparently Scooter Braun has sold Taylor Swift's Masters for $300 million. To whom? To uh, a company whose name I don't remember, but uh, Taylor wrote, you know, a novel about this mm-hmm. <laughs> and was basically like um, the people that were buying um, her catalog from Scooter 
made this agreement and they couldn't reach out to Taylor directly or the deal would have fallen through. But they're basically like, hey, we know that you're interested in owning this. We know you're interested in having this um, control over these masters. Maybe we can work together in some way. We could either sell them to you or we could work together and own them together. But Mm -hmm. apparently the deal in which that new company has bought the masters from Scooter Braun Scooter still gets some sort of kickback when when things happen with that old catalog. And Taylor's like, I don't want to give him a dime. Oh, damn. (laughs) She hates that guy so much. And so she's like, I would love to work with you if ever you are out of any sort of agreement or connection with Scooter. Mm -hmm. Let's talk again. But I am going to move forward with recording all of my albums because it's the only way I can move forward with a sense of pride in the work that I created. It's like, good. God. (laughs) I know. Yeah, she's re-recording all of those. That's so many albums. And I think she's in the middle of it now. Jeez. I know. I can't wait to hear them. (laughs) I'm so excited. It's going to be great. And apparently, I mean, this is unsubstantiated, but just so we're all on the same page gossip-wise, the rumor is, uh, did I tell you that Erica Jane, who was Roxy Hart on Beverly Hills Housewives, Mm -hmm. uh, she is divorcing her husband of 21 years, Mm -hmm. and there's a rumor going around that she's dating... Scooter Braun. Oh no. Who apparently is married also? And oh, I'm like, no. what? So it's confusing, but you know what? And that's all allegedly. Please don't sue me, Scooter or Erica. But that's that's the word on the street. Jeez. I know. God. Crazy people. times. God. And it's like, so do you think that he's like complaining about Taylor Swift to Erica Jane? Because that's a weird thought. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're complaining about Taylor Swift right now? Oh my God. Together? I mean, I hope Ta- Eric is respectful of Taylor in these conversations. As Taylor is right now in her studio re-recording <laughs> Vegan again. <laughs> exactly. You know she She's is. like on a Monday in a cafe. <laughs> oh God. Um, well, did you apparently Sia came out with a trailer for her new movie, Music. Did mm-hmm. you see the trailer? I did see the trailer. All right. Well, apparently it has been slammed <laughs> because of her portrayals for of autism. I guess it stars um, Maggie Ziegler, uh, who is the dancer who's in all of those old Sia videos, and she's mm-hmm. also from Dance Moms. And uh, she is an able-bodied person who apparently is portraying a uh, autistic character mm-hmm. in the film and so a lot of people had a pr- had a problem with the idea because there are obviously autistic actors who are like why was I not up for the role and unfortunately for Sia she decided to respond to some of these criticisms online yeah and it's like oh and I, I, I need to go through I'll go through and look at some of the exact tweets now but I, I did mean, see one that was basically like an autistic actor like um just just expressing his disappointment or her disappointment. I don't know their gender. And she, Sia responded, well, maybe you're just a bad actor. Yeah, I saw that one. Oh. That, that one's rough. I realize Sia is, you know, she's not Lil Nas X age-wise. She's not like the most I'm online and know how to deal with trolls person in the world. But like, girl, yeah, that's, you're more savvy than that. Yeah. Right? Like, that's so bad. Yeah. I don't know. If I was ever in that sort of situation and I was getting a lot of blowback on social media, I would kind of just stay silent for a while until I figure out the right thing to say. And I feel like there's no harm in staying silent until you figure out. It's like, now I've heard you. I've understood your complaints. Let's discuss. This is how we move forward Mm -hmm. here. Um yeah, so some Helen Z uh, tweeted, several autistic actors, included uh, myself included, responded to these tweets. We all said we could have acted in it on short notice. These excuses are just that, excuses. The fact that of the matter is zero effort was made to include anyone who is actually autistic. Hashtag nothing about us without us. See his response. Maybe you're just a bad actor. Silence from the like, uh, and yeah. apparently she's working with um, a uh, group called Autism Speaks, who apparently is kind of no autistic people are really involved in that organization, and oh. they are kind of people that believe that autism is curable and like that it's like the people that she's trying to run the film by to be like is this okay are actually enemies of the community and she's her she tweets autism speaks came on board long after the film was finished four years in fact i had no idea it was such a polarizing group it's like okay this i feel like if you're writing about an experience that is not yours Mm -hmm. that it is your responsibility to do the complete research and not be like, oh, four years after we wrapped, we brought somebody on. I'm like, huh, didn't realize the autistic people actually, the community didn't actually like them. Weird. 
Yeah. And it's like, no, that's your job. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like the choices are, right, what you know, which is like the safer lane. If you're going to go outside of that, you're going to go outside the box. Mm-hmm. Just consult with people who have the actual true lived experience yeah. and get feedback there. Do good research. And like, are you going to get things like 100% perfect? Like, no, no never. No way to. But yeah, I feel more thought could have definitely been put into right? the making of this project. Have you seen the trailer? I have. Yeah. The song sounds great. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think a couple of the songs are out now. Okay. They sound good. Yeah. And I mean, I, I get that maybe she, she like wanted the character to like dance, mm. like have really intense dancing. Which, right. Like, of course, like Maddie can dance her face of off course. and everything. Um, so, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, th- I think it's just like the response to it is, is it's like, what is, part. is what is so just like, ah, like yes. this could have been handled much better. Absolutely. Um, in our last news for idiot story, I haven't actually watched the, um, Hulu uh, reunion of the Fresh Prince yet, mm-hmm. but the thing—the thing that's making the biggest headlines, of course, is the fact that the original Aunt Fib, uh, Janet Hubert, um, sits. She sits down with Will Smith to talk about their relationship, how she was fired from the show after a season or two, and um, what she was going through at that time, and how her career has been negatively impacted by his, you know, harsh words for her. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like. They kept in, I mean, obviously this is a Will Smith production, but they kept in a lot of her criticisms of him, yeah. which was really, am- I was surprised by that. Yeah. When I was, I watched that clip where she was basically like, it is hard enough being a black woman in this industry and to be labeled d- difficult is basically like a death sentence. And like my future was so terribly impacted because of the words you said. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it was awkward, but he sat there and took it. Yeah, he's he like, really did. I didn't, you know, I was a young kid. I didn't re- understand what I was doing I didn't get it and now mm-hmm. I get it and yeah it's like wow I know that like, was impressive yeah oh absolutely I that's something that I definitely want to watch right. even though I've never really watched Fresh Prince Barrel I'm still <laughs> just like oh I'm watching this reunion I know um yeah and I think it's just amazing because this was a decade long oh like, and like leave. I feel like up until maybe two years oh, ago it was like two and a half years ago that she released that iconic <laughs> video (laughs) uh, where uh, she was sort of blasting Will Smith and Jenny Pinkett Smith for boycotting Oscars and she's like you're just boycotting it because you weren't nominated you can't be mad about that blah 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 and it's just like okay this video stops (laughs) but like like, that video was funny yeah she's Um, she's an intense lady for sure but she was a amazing on that show mm -hmm. like you I would watch the reruns when I was a kid and it's just like she was so good and I was always a little disappointed no shade to the newer actress but when the like you just the originals who you fall in love with on the show, right? Oh yeah, well the original is always like the original, exactly. So I, and I, but like credits, credits to like any new actor in like a sitcom that like has to replace totally because it's like uh like when Sarah Chalk like replaced Becky on like Roseanne, it's just like mm. oh though that's like hard to do because right. it's like everyone is just like who the fuck are I you? Oh exactly, so. it's like we are so used to this other person. Yeah, and I think it was also so nice that also later in the episode apparently they have the obviously the full cast reunion and then they ask the cast essentially like Janet's here do you want to see her and like would you like to meet her new on Viv actress whose name I don't remember right now and they were all like yeah yeah and so she hops on set she hugs all around I don't know it just seems really heartwarming and I haven't even seen it <laughs> I'm just my but my heart is so warmed by the clips I've seen and just like what I'm hearing about what happened it's just I don't know. It's just I feel like so rarely do things get like tied up in a bow like that, that kind of feud in that way. It would be like Mariah and J-Lo sitting down and like hashing things out, and, like <laughs> hugging as friends. Like that's never happening. Well, it's not like they really had like a personal baggage true, together. True. Like, I mean, it was Will more... and she did. Will Smith and uh, Janet Hebert did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm talking about Mariah and J-Lo. Oh, well. Mariah Ooh. took it personally. <laughs> I mean, you you read the book, darling. She took it personally. <laughs> but like Mariah knows, like this isn't really J Lo's fault. Matt, do you think she'd sit down and talk to J Lo? No, of course oh, not. But like, uh, I wish they recorded the Andrew Lloyd Webber Patty Lapone reconciliation. Like, oh. That's something I wanted to see. And they're friendly now. Yeah, she sang. Uh, she sang. She did the. Um, owed to him at the Grammys a couple mm. years ago when she sang Don't Cry For Me Argentina That's great. Um, at the Grammy Awards to like celebrate Andrew Lloyd Webber's career and everything mm. so 
Because that's been that was a decades long uh, right. beef as well. Hey, so. can't wait for our decades long beef. Oh my it's god, it's gonna be iconic. Oh People are gonna god. be taking sides. I'm like, get this carrot top off my stage. It'll be great. And I just won't say anything because I will rise above it. Oh my god, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's it for the news for idiots. Is there any other news? Oh, also, I listened to that the prom song with Meryl Streep rapping. Anyway, we will be back <laughs> <laughs> with a new with a new two game with a new uh, email. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, let's take that break. Woo! <laughs> don't understand why out of all the musicals in the world we need that one to be a movie need that to be a netflix film need that to be a ryan murphy moment we'll see how it is we'll see we're still talking about the problem guys, sorry by of the course way. <laughs> <laughs> um but now we are on to email my heart yes which is the section of the podcast where we uh answer any questions that you guys might have mm-hmm. you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two at gmail.com to spell t-w-o uh, we got a question from Doni. Doni says uh, the subject line is Rihanna, Madonna, and Ava Max. All right. Hi, Matt. I have two questions for you guys. Have y'all heard Ava Max's new song, Head and My Heart? I think it's really good, and I'm not just saying that because I'm an Ava Max apologist. LOL. Have you heard that song? I've not heard it yet. I haven't either. Oh, sorry, <laughs> but I will take a listen. I heard that it was good. Uh, I just haven't, I haven't crossed over to into Ava Max territory, but... I mean, yeah. some I listened to the album a little bit, and some of the songs are fun. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything I would know? I, I don't know anything oh, about um, Max. Oh, yeah, sweet but a psycho. Oh, that song. Bit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we had this conversation <laughs> sure on the podcast did. once where you're like, oh, she sang, oh, yeah, sweet mm. but a psycho. That's a great song. It's a great song. Yeah, okay. Totally. Um, okay, if my head and my heart is as good as that I'll be like yeah yeah I accept it um second question the 10 year anniversary of loud was about a week ago and it which re- is I can't believe it's been uh, yeah. 10 years yeah I know <laughs> I know it feels like yesterday uh and it really got me thinking about how excellent Rihanna's reinventions were every era was so unique and executed so well and the turnaround time was never more than a year or so not to pit two amazing women against each other but I'm wondering between Madonna and Rihanna who is the queen of reinventions a great question i mean i i feel like obviously rihanna's great at it but like madonna like yes it. no it's <laughs> like, it's like yeah it's like rihanna in that period of time was the madonna of our time reinvention wise mm-hmm. and like the fact that she wasn't scared to change up her look entirely and change up her sound entirely was very much like no one was doing it like her in her generation for sure but you can't really beat the blueprint like madonna started all of that off like every person who has tried that which is not an easy thing to do like mm-hmm. a lot of people like you know no shade to Christina Lira but I would argue that a reason why she didn't have as much sex uh, as much success later on in her career I'm sure she had plenty of sex. I'm sure she had a lot of sex but as much success later on is probably because she was switching her sound and look up every time and people kind of didn't didn't know what she was like mm-hmm. they kind of had put her in a box and she would break out of it and we love that people do that but sometimes the audience will follow you and sometimes they won't. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Madonna could do that uh, really set the tone for pop stars. And well, for pop stars literally from now until infinity will be referencing Madonna and like what she did for music. I rewatched yeah. that like a prayer video the other day. Oh Jesus. Good night. Jesus. Literally. I know. Liter- <laughs> it's literally. Like, and it's like, good night. It's like, holy shit. Like mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, like songs from Madam X of like, I don't know, a week ago. Mm. And there are some great songs on there. There are some not great songs <laughs> yes. on there. Yes. But I was listening to one of the like not great songs mm-hmm. and I was thinking like, but holy shit, like this woman has been around for fucking yes. ever, like yes. for so many years and she has done through so she has gone through so many like genres and looks and just right. she she is one of the greatest celebrities that will ever walk the face of the planet mm-hmm. and she is at an age where like so many performers will be like oh just like put out a best hits thing yeah. again and like I'll just re-sing my classics or whatever but she's just like no I'm going to still try to not only put out new stuff but to like 
push the envelope yeah. so far to the yes. point where you listen to some stuff and you're like, girl, <laughs> what, is what is this? this? But then you listen to some stuff and you're like, girl, what is this? Oh. Like, yes, 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 yes. Like Crave, yes. Yes, Crave like, is good. Like fucking Posh Gustoso. Like, <laughs> oh, girl, that is a song. Um, So yeah, I, I, and I was just thinking like, wow, Madonna fucking rocks. I mean, I, you know. yes, she's been doing this forever and she still is taking her art as seriously as ever. I can't wait to see when the film comes out. We all know I have my reservations about uh, the yes, film the itself, film, film. but I feel like there's going to be some musical aspect of the film that's going to be very exciting. Whether it is kind of having a year like Mariah where, you know, how Mariah did MC30 and there were new single releases every week. Maybe she'll do something similar because think of all of the remixes that aren't on streaming for Madonna if there are that many for Mariah. Oh my so God, yes. If there was some sort of like legacy upkeep around the time of the movie. I think it would make sense because everyone's going to be so interested in Madonna as an artist around mm-hmm. that time. So like, let's get it on vinyl. Let's like, you know, get the streaming EPs, whatever. Yeah, it'd be cool. Be but yeah, I know we've said on this podcast, I think a couple times that we see a lot of similarities in Rihanna and Madonna in the yeah. sense that they like Rihanna, like you say it so many times, Rihanna, like just has her finger on the pulse of exactly what yes. is cool, what is current, like at the time. And that's something Madonna was just like, perfect at like yes. that was Madonna and everything so so yeah a lot of similarities how would you compare it in terms of reinvention like Rihanna and like Lady Gaga um because Lady Gaga is all about like the we're changing everything up now, yes you know? yes she is I feel like sonically outside of Joanne and I guess also um Stars Born soundtrack or whatever I don't know that musically cheek to cheek um <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) I don't think that musically Lady Gaga changes up her style as successfully as Rihanna does. Like Rihanna going from, you know, early island girl to good girl gone bad Mm -hmm. to rated R to loud to, you know, talk that talk. I don't know. I feel like Rihanna's played a little bit. A, a wider net of the music that she's done and okay. has had found more success because it just still feels like her and still feels genuine. Um, but Lady Gaga, of course, is a great artist in her own right, but I think Lady Gaga, to me, has a signature sound that she's expanding upon mm-hmm. less so than like Rihanna's painting with all different yeah, colors. Then like reinventing. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a very good assessment. That's my feeling. How do you feel? Same? Different? Sure. Sure. This, this type of topic is something where I'm like, I'll just agree with Matt Palmer because, you know, that that does make sense. All right. Well, it's nice to be right. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, even a broken clock is right. All right. <laughs> well, I have a question for you, sir. Oh, God. What? What? Has been giving you moments. Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, this will probably be the most like mask giving you moments. Oh, like, my. That can't I've wait. ever had. I can't wait to hear this. And it's not that mask. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just sort of like dude film Twitter like mask. Right, spit it out, girl. <laughs> okay. Calm down. Uh, so uh, the movie Mank is coming out. Uh, it actually came out in theaters, uh, but I don't think it's available on Netflix. What I is Mank? Mank is the it. new David Fincher movie, mm. uh, and it's probably going to win Best Director at the Oscars. Probably going to win a bunch of Oscars. It's about the man who co-wrote uh, the movie Citizen Kane, okay. which is you know always, like often regarded as the greatest movie of all time. Mm. I have never seen Citizen oh. Kane, and I, being a movie fan, have always felt guilty for not seeing Citizen Kane. But I'm always kind of just like, oh, it's got a bunch of guys. And it. it's about like dude things and like right. it's always like one of those movies that like guys are talking about like this is the best movie of all time like yeah. it's always ranks That's number one off. by men and everything and you know we we love everyone but like I tend to be a more chick movie mm. um and so I was like okay I gotta watch Citizen Kane before I watch Mag um and um I'd say I don't mind it being named the best movie of really? all time like it's fucking excellent there was like a uh like for the first like 20 minutes i was like oh i don't know about this you know but then it gets to a point where you're just like oh bitch (laughs) where you're like where he's like having an affair and you're that like whole there's like this whole scene Mm. like where his like wife and like a guy he's running against for governor like Mm. confront the his like mistress and everything Mm. and i'm just like this is fucking great is this the movie that's like three hours it's not three hours it's uh like an hour and 50 minutes yeah it's not bad at all but like it was very um highly regarded for its visuals like Mm. it took a bunch of um techniques from different 
that have been were established like before that time and it was like the first movie to like put them all together mm. like the cinematography is like absolutely incredible like the use of shadows and the camera movements and everything like so it, it's visual aesthetics is very very much like what is super highly regarded about mm. it but like the screenplay is also excellent it was co-written by like Orson Welles that's like his baby that's mm. like what put him on the map and everything um so I was I don't know I just I was very happy that because I figured I would watch it and be like yeah that was good and I would I figured I would like it but yeah. it's just like oh no this is fucking great wow so I, was, I was very happy about that so I'm you're very, very a citizen's Citizen Kane stan now? I'll st- uh, I mean, I feel like to be named a Citizen Kane stan, you have to like have really dived deep into mm. it. And I just I just skimmed the surface. Okay. I just saw it once. I'm going to have to like watch it again. And so like you're more of a baby stan. I'm more of a baby stan. Yes. Okay. It's more, I'm more of like a, uh, how we just started maybe becoming little mixers. Yes. And that's so, where you are like, with Citizen Kane. That's where I am with Citizen Kane. So it's just like, okay, let me, all right. let me re- now read all of the... Um, Things about it. Okay. All the, you know. That's really great. I I support you on your journey. I will not be joining you. That's fine. I don't foresee that for me, but I love that for you. Thank you. And now I'm excited to to see Mank. Yeah. Um, And see what that's all about. I have a friend who was, uh, had a little tiny part in it. Great. And so I'm excited to see her. Congratulations, Allie. Yes, we love Allie. Actress number two, I think her character's name. All right. Or actress number one. I forget. Keep your eyes peeled for all the actresses. Keep your eyes peeled. Future Oscar nominee, Allie. So you can ask me what I Yeah, I wonder if you would just go into it. Well, you you could ask. Matt Palmer. Yes. What the fuck was your giving? <laughs> well, I have moments? two. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. We have time. We do have time. Okay, the first one. We just finished Shit's Creek. And I realize I'm late. I realize it ended. Yeah, you're late. I realize that. I we just were catching up over quarantine and got through all six seasons. And the first couple of seasons, you're like, yeah, this is cute. This is funny. I, I get why people like this. But like maybe I'm not completely understanding like the super hype of like the final season and like why everyone won every award. But then as it goes on, mm-hmm. you're just like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and you just like every single character who seems so surface level gets so deeply fleshed out. And they're given such like meaty things to handle as it mm-hmm. goes on. And of course, since we're, you know, a bunch of gays, as soon as Dan Levy's character starts dating the guy, it's like, oh, you guys are so cute together. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a really lovely, incredibly put, well put together show. And it's obviously very comedic very funny very quick very snappy and also Catherine O'Hara is just oh my god a master stroke like no one has ever been as funny as she is as Moira Rose oh oh my god unbelievable she is she is just one of the greatest actresses in my opinion like of all time and the fact that she is like like she's always gotten like some flowers like here and there like sporadically and everything but the fact that she is like really getting them out is just like absolutely it's the sweetest thing I she is my number one pick besides myself To play Carol Channing in the Carol oh, Channing Oh, she'd like, be that great. Is, that is her. She would be great. Yeah, no, Shit's Creek, I've only seen a couple episodes of Shit Creek. I've only seen the first, I think, like four episodes. Because mm. uh, a gentleman I was dating mm. uh, was like, we're going to watch the entirety of Shit's Creek together. And I like watched, you know, the first couple of, like, yeah. we would like watch an episode at a time. We like hung out and everything. Yeah. And uh, he was like, he was like, oh, the first season is not good. You Like, the first season is not good. Like, you have to wait until, like, for it to go along to really mm. like it. And I'm just like, it was fucking great. <laughs> like, if, if it gets, that's better it than gets, this. Like, then that's gets, fucking amazing. There becomes, there's more emotional heft as it goes on. Like, truly in the finale, you are going to be laughing as much as you are crying. Okay. And it just was a love. It was wrapped up so well. And I also want to uh, give a shout out to, what, do you know the actress's name? I think it's Annie Francis, maybe, who plays um, Dan Levy's sister, Alexis, on mm. the show. She's also excellent. I mean, it's shock. I love the women. I mean, she, won, <laughs> she won the Emmy, too. I mean, yeah, they, they all won the, the Emmy. Yeah, but she's so insane funny but also given some hard-hitting dramatic work that she has to pull off in the final season and she does an excellent job of it I just cannot recommend the show enough if you find it like you're not getting it initially just keep watching much like gay life it gets better and they also have Oh, sorry, go on. oh no! I was about to say like you know I love nothing more than like a surface level character that like suddenly. I mean that's literally the <laughs> you know, show. You know that's I, the arc of the show. You know I love when Regina George just, I mean. <laughs> just says sweatpants are the only things that fit that's me right the now. thing. That's, and you're just like <gasps> <laughs> that. Seasons four, five, and six are all sweatpants are all that fit me right now. I you're gonna yeah. love it. You're mm. gonna love it. Okay. Um, and then also they have like a final documentary after the finale that you can watch on Netflix as well. It's like uh, 45 minutes talking about the show and it 
its inception and its final season and how much it meant to people and like, you know, how it normalized, you know, gay relationships for a lot of people who didn't understand it and in a way that was not preachy. And it just is a lovely watch as well. My other giving me moments. I mean, I know we're all like kind of tune out when I start talking. Why we all, I mean, Matt Steele, Mm -hmm. tune out when I start talking about video games. But I had forgotten (sighs) how good Super Mario Galaxy is. And okay, so Super Mario Galaxy is the Mm -hmm. one that was released with the Wii. And so the Nintendo Wii came out when I, I think we were probably both in college by the time it came out. I had it like later half of my college years. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting in, uh, our tiny apartment on 26th Street and playing uh, Mario Galaxy, but for and fin- beating the game. But honestly, for some reason, I don't have as many memories attached to this game as I do for a lot of other Mario games. And just recently, they came out with like a Mario 3D pack that you could buy with Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, which is fine, and Mario Galaxy available for the Switch. And I just have started playing Super Mario Galaxy again. It's like this game is fantastic. I'm so in love with it. I'm feeling such a rush every time I play it. It's so interesting. I love hopping from planet to planet. It's like you have a new, every little planet you're on, you like have to like adhere to the gravity of that planet and the center of it is what's grounding you. You're upside down. It's just brilliantly done. I don't know who thought of this. The people who make Mario games are truly the smartest people on the planet and I love you for all of your beautiful work. And I just... I've forgotten how much I love this game. It brings me so much joy. I can't wait to beat it again. Rosalina is a queen. And thank you guys for listening. We love Rosalina. We, we love do. video game designers. As you continue to play this game, I, that's when I will be diving into my Citizen Kane uh, <laughs> academia. You know and, what? And that's we'll, okay. We'll both be having a good time. It's nice for us to have unique uh, passion projects. Yeah, I'll know? be learning and educating myself about the history of cinema, and you will be exercising those thumbs. And enjoying <laughs> beautiful and incredible entertainment. That's yeah, just, and that's Cinema, it. quote unquote, <laughs> is not just a fucking movie you can um, watch. It, Matt Palmer... I'm a filmmaker. Oh now. my I don't god! Know if you've heard, but like I'm a filmmaker. It's so weird. Like when I have to like go on Tinder and people are like, "What do you do?" and I, and instead of just being like, "I'm an actor," mm. be like, "Oh, I'm a filmmaker." Oh, do you say I'm a filmmaker? Sometimes, oh, and I girl. always feel like such an asshole. I'm always just like. You don't have to open with I'm a filmmaker. <laughs> like you don't have to unless you're like using Tinder for promo. Just be like, yeah, I act. I, I do that kind of stuff. And then you can tell them later. Not to be like, I'm a director, author, writer, well, actor. Well, because instead of saying like, oh, like writer, producer and everything, I'm just like a filmmaker. I, I mean, Filmmaker's a lot. If someone said filmmaker to me, I'd be like, oh. Well, but like the people who are also like filmmakers or whatever on like Tinder who say they're like, they're always like, oh, I'm a filmmaker. Uh, yeah. I, it does feel a little pretentious. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Fuck it. I deserve to be pretentious. Okay. You Tivo's know what? Is great. I didn't say oh, better than Citizen Kane. All right. Citizen <laughs> Kane better watch out. Citizen Kane better watch out. Because Devos is here to take I'm, that crown. I'm, that's why I'm like reading up on Citizen Kane because yes. like, yeah. Devos is coming for Yes. Me. Devos taking it down. Yeah. I don't know how I can like change Devos to like make it as good as Citizen Kane <laughs> suddenly, but like it, I'm going to do it. You've done it. I mean, but I don't have to change anything because, you know, it's Citizen Kane. It's the right. Citizen Kane of 2020. And not that many movies came out in 2020, so true. the competition wasn't that fierce. But Sonic was great, though. <laughs> it's a great movie. I loved it. I did not see Sonic. Oh, it's lovely. Okay, it's well, a I'll joy. have to see Sonic and read up on all on Sonic. You got to do that. I right mean, now, for- it's Devos and Citizen Kane. All right, your the, top two. Or the top two. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess it's time to wrap it up. Let's say goodbye to everybody. Thank you guys for listening. We love you so much. Yeah. I hope you have a perfect week, and we'll be back with next week with another Two Game Mats yeah. podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful yes. for all of you. We're so thankful for you. And uh, do anything that is safe mm-hmm. and keep safety on the mind. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.